Picasso the Pony. Molly Coddle was a girl who had been born with a silver spoon in her mouth. Literally. Her mother had accidentally swallowed the spoon when she was pregnant. While in the womb, baby Molly would kick her mother's tummy if she hadn't had enough food. Oof. And once, when her mother was shoveling down as much chocolate souffle as fast as she could, the baby kicked so hard that she gulped down the spoon too. From the moment of her birth, baby Molly threw a tantrum if she didn't get what she wanted. Her wealthy parents indulged their daughters every whim. Lord and Lady Coddle gave their baby gold-plated nappies, a diamond-encrusted dummy, a pair of bronze booties, a romper suit made from the softest cashmere, a pram designed and built by the Rolls-Royce Motorcar Company, a solid silver bonnet, a handmade mahogany cot lined only with the finest silks, a cut-glass milk bottle, a solid marble teddy bear to cuddle at night, a 100-piece orchestra on call day and night to play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star to send her off to sleep. As she grew up, Molly's demands became more and more outlandish. A robot to do all her homework for her. A bath as big as a swimming pool. A private ski slope on the roof. A dinner service made of the finest Swiss chocolate. So if she was still hungry after her meal, she could eat the plates and bowls too. A solid gold pair of sunglasses, though sadly she couldn't see through them. A television the size of a football pitch. A football pitch the size of a television, less useful. Rose petals thrown in her path wherever she walked. A jetpack to save her having to walk upstairs. Her own windy house in the garden that was much bigger than the family home. I know what you're thinking. This audiobook is about the world's worst pets, not the world's worst children. Get on with the story. I'm sorry. And stop filling the book with lists just to make up the page count. I said I'm sorry. Stop saying sorry and get a move on. Sorry. You just said sorry again. Sorry. This story is about what happens when one of the world's worst pets meets one of the world's worst children. Now, one day, Molly demanded a pony, not just any pony. I want the prettiest pony in the world, bawled Molly. As I am the prettiest girl in the world. So pony after pony was paraded in front of her, but she found fault with every single one of them. Too tall, too short, too toothy, not toothy enough, too fat. Too thin, too dark, too light, too horsey-looking, not horsey-looking enough. This went on for hours and hours. Molly was impossible. Lord and Lady Coddle were ready to give up when the final pony pranced into the garden. He was white in colour with a black mane, tail and hooves. His name was Picasso. Picasso the pony was a pretty little creature, but didn't he know it? He pointed his nose in the air, shook his mane, and flounced up and down in front of Molly as if he were a fashion model on a Parisian catwalk. Picasso paraded. Picasso pouted. Picasso posed. Picasso pranced. Picasso preed. Picasso puckered. Picasso pirouetted. Picasso piddled. 
Picasso swished his tail around and around, performing a little dance routine. Finally, Picasso pulled a face that he believed was even more beautiful than his actual face, but was actually a bit weird. What about this one, my dearest Molly? Asked Lady Coddle. His name is Picasso. <laughs> replied the ghastly girl, thinking out loud. The pony snorted. It was as if he were saying, How could you turn me down? He's the very last pony in the country, my sweetest, said Lord Coddle. If you don't like Picasso, then I'm sorry, my angel, but there is no pony. He's the wrong colour, exclaimed Molly. Picasso reared onto his hind legs and let out a deafening cry. <laughs> Lord and Lady Coddle shared a sorrowful look. They'd been in impossible places like this with their only child thousands of times before. Well, what colour would you like Picasso to be, my darling? Asked Father. White and black! She shouted. Picasso looked incensed. His eyes bulged and he bared his teeth. <laughs> Molly's father studied the pony again. He is white and black, my angel. He is black and white, you fool! Bawled Molly. <laughs> Nayed the pony, thumping his head with his hoof. Oh, so you would like Picasso to be black with a white mane, tail and hooves, my fairy princess? Asked Mother. Yes! called Molly. The elderly butler, Hobble, shuffled over. Yes, my lady? Go into town and fetch as many pots of black and white paint as you can fit in the rolls. <laughs> Nayed Picasso. Very good, miss, replied the butler, shuffling off. And for goodness sake, Hobble, hurry! The ancient man tried his best to pick up his pace, but it was like a sloth overtaking a snail. Slow. However, Hobble drove like a demon. Well, it wasn't his Rolls Royce he was thrashing. In seconds, the butler was back at Coddle Court with a car full of paint pots. You're not really going to paint the horse, are you? Asked Father. Yes, sir! That's awfully cruel, said Mother. You are awfully cruel for buying me the wrong colour pony. But it's wrong to paint any animal. I don't care, she bawled as she led her pet into the barn. While Picasso bucked and kicked, Molly painted him black where he was white and white where he was black. Right, said Molly, leading Picasso out of the barn. Now let's see how fast you can go, you great lump. She backed up and then took a running jump, landing hard on the pony's back. <laughs> he neighed as he galloped off across the lawn, leaping over hedges and heading for the fields. Make him stop! Make him stop! She slapped Picasso's behind hard to bring him to a halt. <laughs> this had the opposite effect. The animal just galloped faster. Picasso smiled a sinister smile. He was clearly relishing the chance to frighten this awful girl out of her wits. Help! Lord and Lady Coddle watched their daughter disappear off into the distance. Well, I suppose I should do something, remarked Father. No need to rush, said Mother. Maybe we should have tea and scones first. 
and enjoy the view. Hobble, called out father. The elderly butler hobbled over. Yes, your lordship. Tea and scones on the lawn, please. Very good, sir. And then, afterwards, if you wouldn't mind awfully, please chase after the pony and bring our darling daughter home safely. I will do my best, your ladyship. It was midnight by the time Molly got home on a now puffed-out Picasso. Needless to say, the girl was in a foul mood. I hate Picasso! If he's not gone by the morning, I will scream and scream and scream until I'm sick! Picasso looked smugger than ever. The pony would not have to stay with this rotten family another day. He sashayed back into the barn for the night. With a flick of his tail, he slammed the door behind him. Just before he was about to lie down on some hay and wait for dawn, Picasso spotted all the paints and brushes. The pony picked up a brush in his mouth. In moments, he'd restored himself to his proper colouring. White with black bits, not black with white bits. On a roll, the pony decided to splash some paint on the stable wall too. By dawn, Picasso had created an enormous painting of Molly Coddle. It showed the girl in all her gruesome glory, yelling her guts out. <laughs> like the famous Spanish painter he was named after, Picasso stepped back to admire his work. He chuckled to himself. <laughs> Picasso, the painting pony, had captured the monster to perfection. Molly Coddle woke up at dawn in a rage. She was still fuming over what had happened yesterday with Picasso. In her nightdress, Molly stomped out of the house and across the lawn to the barn. I hope that cursed creature is gone or there will be trouble, she bellowed. Hearing her, mother and father dashed out of the house. It was still early and they hadn't arranged for Picasso to be collected yet. Inside the barn, the girl snatched the paintbrush out of Picasso's mouth. Bad pony! Look what a mess you have made of the wall! I hate you! I hate you! I hate you! The pony reared up onto its hind legs. <laughs> when the lord and lady stumbled into the barn, they were shocked by what they saw. There was Molly with a paintbrush in her hand, standing in front of the most extraordinary picture. My God! Goodness me! exclaimed Mother. That is stunning! What? demanded Molly. Our darling daughter is an artistic genius, added Father. A what, what? And we thought you were multi-talentless, Molly. How wrong we were! She has an incredible gift! For what? Painting! You did paint that wonderful self-portrait behind you, didn't you? Molly looked round at it. She lied. <laughs> Protested Picasso, furiously shaking his head. Mother and father rushed over to embrace their daughter. Such a remarkable painting from a girl of just ten. You will be famous all over the world. I will, said Molly, her eyes lighting up with glee. And be rich, 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 rich! Richer, corrected Molly. So let's take Picasso away and let you get on with your painting. 
Molly, the artistic genius, said Father as he started to lead the pony away. Well, let's not be too hasty, said Molly. I have grown to rather like the little beast, haven't I? She leaned in to give the pony a hug. <laughs> Went Picasso, baring his teeth menacingly. Do as I say, or I'll have you melted down and turned into glue. She hissed. Picasso forced a smile. Well, it's one thing painting on a wall, but another thing showing your art in a gallery. We will send Hovel into town to buy a hundred canvases. In no time, the canvases arrived, and the barn was set up as Molly Coddle's art studio. We would love to watch you paint, said Mother. Rather, agreed Father. No, 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 snapped Molly. I can only work when no one is watching me. Well, no one except Picasso. Now out. Shoo, shoo, shoo. With that, she shoved her parents out of the barn and set to work. Now, Picasso, paint, she ordered, shoving the brush into the pony's mouth. Paint me a hundred pictures or you will find yourself in a tube of super glue. Picasso had no choice. By dusk, he had painted a hundred pictures of Molly. Each one captured her ghastliness to greater and greater perfection. Molly Coddle snatched the brush out of Picasso's mouth and signed her name on the bottom of each and every canvas. Work by the artistic genius Molly Coddle. Next, Molly shouted out of the barn door. Finished! Instantly, her parents galloped into the barn. Superb! Tremendous! Striking! Dazzling! Spectacular! Marvellous! Inspired! Outstanding! Stunning! Astounding! The words of praise just kept tumbling out of the pair. I will call the art gallery at once, said Father. Our little girl is one of the greatest painters of all time, added Mother. <laughs> Protested Picasso, shaking his head wildly. Molly hissed in the pony's ear. You play along with this or squirt. The girl mimed squeezing glue out of a tube. Within days, Molly Coddle had her first exhibition at a huge gallery. The world sat up and took notice of this ten-year-old girl who had painted herself with remarkable accuracy. All 100 paintings sold for millions. Molly Coddle became filthy richer and disgustingly famous. She was on TV, on the cover of every magazine. There was even a film of her life called Molly, the greatest girl who ever lived. Molly came up with the title. But Molly, being Molly, wanted more, more, more. So poor Picasso was forced to paint more and more and more pictures. The canvases became bigger. And now instead of pots of paint, there were vats. The new exhibition of paintings sold for billions. The next canvases were the size of a house. <laughs> so a tall platform had to be erected from which to paint. To fill the canvases, the paint was kept below in a series of paddling pools that covered the floor of the barn. One night, Picasso had been up on the platform with Molly since dawn. 
he had already painted 50 canvases that day. But still, the girl demanded more. Another Picasso! Another! The pony had had enough. He loathed this awful girl and refused to do another thing for her. In protest, he spat the paintbrush out of his mouth. It hit the girl on the head and fell to the floor. Pick that up! Screeched Molly. <laughs> Replied Picasso. Don't you nay me, Picasso. If you don't pick that up right now, I will scream and scream and scream until I'm sick. <laughs> pick it up or I will boot you on the bottom. Picasso shook his head. His eyes bulged and his ears flapped in anger. <laughs> right, you asked for it. Began Molly, swinging her leg to gain some momentum. Three, two, one. Just as her boot was about to make contact with Picasso's bottom, the pony lurched into her. Picasso pushed the girl backwards. Ah! Now she was toppling off the platform, flapping her arms around as if attempting to fly. No! She cried as she grabbed hold of the pony's tail to stop herself from falling. <laughs> Picasso smiled to himself. He was going to enjoy this. The pony began swirling his tail round and round. Molly Coddle held on as if her life depended on it, which it did. Soon she was nothing but a blur. Then the pony flicked his tail. Molly lost her grip and was sent flying up in the air. As the law of gravity states, what goes up must come down. No! She cried as she sailed down into the pool of blue paint below. At last, Picasso had got his revenge. <laughs> he cried out as he reared up on his hind legs in celebration. However, up on that tall platform, he lost his balance too. The pony toppled backwards. Picasso plummeted into a pool of purple paint. The pools were deep, so it was hard to climb out. Picasso just managed to scramble over the side to safety. As he stood there, Molly grabbed hold of his tail and yanked herself out. The girl landed on the pony's back. The paint was drying fast. And within moments, the pair found themselves not just stuck to each other, but stuck still, trapped together, looking like a statue. At dusk, Lord and Lady Coddle marched into the barn. Molly! called Father. Where are you, dearest? asked Mother. Molly was stuck still with paint, so couldn't make a sound. She must have gone, said Father, searching the barn. Picasso has gone too, remarked Mother. But behold, this beautiful statue, their parting gift to the world. So Molly Coddle was put in pride of place in the greatest gallery in the world. A fitting tribute to a great artist. Con artist, that is. Painted blue, she looked like a giant smurf. Molly was sitting on top of purple Picasso, who looked like a life-sized My Little Pony. The world's worst pet and the world's worst child. 
They hated each other. Their punishment was to be stuck together forever. Ah! Ooh, ooh, ooh.